Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week we're talking about artwork. Everything that we have from the masterpieces hanging on the wall to the family pictures sitting on the mantelpiece or on the wall as well or stashed somewhere. I do have lots of clients with art stashed unhung throughout the house so we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, So yeah art something that's nice and pleasing to have and we could function without it but um, most of us don't like to function without it so we like to have it but it can cause some problems. Yeah it's kind of a non-essential and all my arty friends I can think of one in particular who's going what do you mean it's not essential it's completely (laughs) essential but um, I guess that's the thing we could function without it but our life might be a bit more drab the problem is when this thing which is a nice to have stops kind of being nice and just starts being another thing in our house more clutter taking up space and that kind of gets to the point where it stops being joyful and starts being tedious so we're going to talk all about that yeah. So what kind of art are we talking about? I'm sort of just mentioned from the masterpieces on the wall to the the photos, but um what what kinds of things are you were you thinking of when you thought of this topic, Tara? I guess the obvious thing is yeah, the paintings or the pictures hang on your walls, but I would consider sculpture as well or even ceramics, uh-huh. kind of decorative ceramics and vases and stuff like that that people have I probably wouldn't go maybe so far as doing you know general decor but I guess there might be a few Mm. things that that you have in your house that serve a decorative purpose only that don't have any function that you might be able to apply some of the discussion to as well I could Mm. almost extend it to plants (laughs) because some plants are there you know to just be decorative and sculptural um, and that kind of stuff as well. But that might be a bit confronting for you, Beck. It might be. I'm just, <laughs> my first thought was of my Monstera, which I'm, you know, guiding into a particular shape. And uh, so, yeah, I consider that, I, I consider quite a few of my plants as pieces of art when they're not dying, of course. But there's the odd one that's curling up its toes and it is in the ICU and certainly not um, a piece of artwork at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the... The thing to think about with the stuff that you have in your home, the art that you have in your home is does the space that it's in feel balanced with everything that you've got in it? Artwork, I think there's got to be the right combination for you and for each person it's different between negative space or the space that is empty and then the space that's decorated or filled. And so you've got to find that balance for you between those kind of things. And if it's feeling like it's out of balance or you're feeling overwhelmed um, or hemmed in or claustrophobic by all that is around you then maybe it's time to start asking yourself some hard questions yeah or if it's doesn't reflect who you are anymore but it used to maybe yeah that's a really hard one because we all change and evolve Mm. but artwork I think um or, or art of any form can be quite emotive and sentimental. 
Mm. So it's one of those hard things to kind of. Yeah. I think there'll be some things that people look at and go that I just don't, I don't identify with that anymore. And then there'll be other things that, that you ha- that have been around for a while that it's, you know, it's sort of timeless. So I guess that's something to ask as well as, you know, is that, is that piece a timeless piece that still reaches me and I identify with and it reflects me or, you know, have I moved on from that um, as well? So when you're looking at the artwork that you've got, ask yourself if it's still pleasing to the eye. And again, this is subjective. It's different for everyone. And, and, and what's, what's the aim of the artwork that you've got? Is it, are you aiming to walk into a space and feel excited and energized or are you wanting to feel, you know, calm and gentle and relaxed? And I guess if you can understand what the, the purpose of the space is and what you're hoping to feel in the space, you can kind of assess the art or the decorative items that you've got in that space and say, are they adding to this feeling or are they taking away? You know, generally calmer or more gentle pieces might be softer colours or there might be fewer of them, which creates, you know, I guess a feeling of space and light and air. If you're aiming for something that's a bit more energised, there might be more to look at. There might be bolder colours, um, more striking pieces, that kind of thing. So depending on what your goal is for the space will depend on how much you have and what what you're going for, what you're looking for. Another thing to think about in the space is if you can still see it. And I know that sounds really kind of counterintuitive, but so often we hang stuff on our walls, especially, and then we stop seeing it, especially Mm. if new things get hung next to it or you overcrowd a space. Quite often you can walk into a room and not even notice the stuff on your walls anymore. So you know, have a think, do you still look at that item in its current location? And can you find a sweet spot for that item? So the sweet spot I would think is enough to create some level of atmosphere in the room, but not so much that it feels crowded or it feels out of place or maybe even oversized. You know, sometimes when you've got a narrow wall and a huge piece of artwork on it, um, it can feel kind of out of place. You might have a curved wall with a piece of artwork that doesn't quite sit straight, that kind of thing. Like you find the sweet spot for the, the stuff that you've got so that it helps you create what you're trying to go for with that. I um, recently swapped out a picture because I had a, a painting on the wall in our lounge and I've kind of fallen out of love with that painting and there's a vintage one that I bought and it's been sitting on the floor against the wall for months and months and months. And I really love it and I want to look at it, And I, but I hadn't really decided exactly where to hang it. And then I decided that I might swap it out for the one that's currently on the wall. And unfortunately, it's about half the size. And I took down the current one and I put up this new one, which I love. And it just doesn't look right on the wall. The walls are massive and the picture's too small. So I have to come up with a different plan. But I was really trying to 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 get that so that I, you know, got to see the thing that I love. But, yeah, the, it's not in the current location. It's not right. I read an article recently that said if you're going to try that type of thing, swapping one out for the other and it's a different size or a different shape or maybe you've gone from having something really bright to something pastel, you should try and have a couple of weeks between the two with nothing on the wall because oh. it's like seeing someone that – maybe 
wears a baseball cap all the time and then you see them without a baseball cap on, they look different or glasses. Mm. You know, when you Mm. first see someone without glasses that you've never seen without glasses, their face doesn't look right. But if you can reset back to neutral, so have nothing in that space for a couple of weeks, get used to just seeing the blank wall, then when you put the small picture on, it might not seem so dwarfed because you're not not used to just looking at the big picture. Well, I've left the small one up there because I'm too lazy to move them and swap them again. (laughs) And it still looks too small, even though I've I've enjoyed looking at it, but it it doesn't suit the room. I need to either get, get another couple of pictures to put mm-hmm. near them um which could take me years uh or give up and and find another home for it mm. i will quite often rearrange items in my house to give me a chance to notice stuff again and i think mm. it drives my family a bit batty but <laughs> um some of the frames we have and pictures that we have like the kids will come home and go is that new it's like no no it was just hanging on that other wall and now i've mm. just swapped it and so just because sometimes you just stop seeing stuff in a space. Yeah. And when I get to that point, I think I haven't looked at that picture for a month or two. Um, I haven't even glanced at it as I walked down the hallway or whatever. I think, ah, oh, time for a change. I'll put it somewhere more prominent. I'll put something else there. Um, and I do the same with my pot plants and a few of my little decorative items as well. I'll just swap things around so that I keep noticing them. Um, so that's something you can try too. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same with my, with my plants. I move them around. They get the they get treated to that, but everything else is like oh, whatever. You can stay there. <laughs> um, I guess the other point with all of this is if you enjoy having a blank wall or a shelf that's free of decoration, then that's okay too. Like, I guess the mm. goal is to work out what you're after and make sure that it pleases you, whatever that is for you. Yeah. Exactly. There's no right or wrong with art and aesthetic pieces. Absolutely not. The only thing you have to consider is other people in the house, you know, to a certain degree, but that's that's all. So then the next thing to think about when you're now probably with your earbuds in wandering around your house looking at all of your bits of art and pictures on the wall is what's the intention for owning them? So some people own artwork or pieces on their walls uh, or decorative items for sentimental reasons. It might be something that reminds them of someone and quite often pictures as things that are handed down through generations. Mm. But you've got to ask yourself, does it actually excite you or interest you or please you? Um, If not, should it have space on your wall? I don't know. It's a tricky one, but maybe the whole idea of, could you just take a photo and remember that picture rather than giving it, you know, airtime by giving it a prominent spot Mm. on your wall. I think this is the question that people also need to ask, not about the artwork that they have on their walls, but about the artwork they have stashed in their cupboards and in garages and things like that, that they've kept with the either the intention of hanging them one day or with the idea that they don't really want to hang them, but they have to keep them because of sentimental reasons. I think that those items as well need to be considered just as much as the stuff that's around the house, because Every single client I have had, I reckon, and I can't, th- I can't think of any that haven't, have unhung heart- artwork hanging somewhere around the house. Like, not sorry, have unhung artwork stored somewhere in their house, a stash of it. Do you have any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have the one that's sitting on the floor that I took off the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we've gone through a couple of – I reckon there was a 10-year stretch where we didn't hang things we wanted to hang. And when we then we went through a bit of a project and hung a whole lot of stuff. For, for, for some people, and, and we're included in this, hanging stuff seems to be a really difficult project or a stressful project that's easily procrastinated on. And I find that I like to, because when you were just talking about moving things around, I was thinking, oh, God, it took so long to just get it there in the first place. If I move it, like what if it's wrong and then it has to stay there in the wrong place for another five years while I procrastinate on it again? And so I was like, I don't like moving things around because it takes so long for me to find a spot for it in the first place. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we, so we've got, uh, we had, and I think there might still be a couple hanging around, a stash of paintings behind the lounge suite in our lounge room that were all just standing up there and we've had several of them hung. Um, Ethan has a stack in his room that he wants hung and Zoe has a stack in her room that she wants hung and it's just a project that we never get around to. So um, I think I think it's really common. You might be the outlier here, Tara, if you don't have any. But I'd I, love to, I'd be interested to hear if, it, if, I, if it's just me and my clients or if it's everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't – I think it's pretty common. I mean, I do have a bit but – it's or I can tell you what I have. I have six pieces. They're like small canvases that I had images of the kids playing on the beach when we first moved to the UK. And there was like, no, I didn't have, we didn't take photo frames and stuff like that with us. And I was like, there's nothing in this house that <laughs> shows that we live here. Um, so mm. I just went to one of the, you know, generic photo places picked six photos of the kids playing on the beach and got them printed on canvas and they looked good there was a big wall and there was room for the six of them to hang together like a little gallery and it worked and I've never found a space since we come back to Australia that those six pictures work together and now there's newer pictures of the kids um Mm. and ones in frames which I like the look of better on our walls rather than the canvases but it feels – I feel terrible about throwing these. I feel like I can't throw them out. They're pictures of my children. But <laughs> I have the actual images. It's just the it, – it feels really tough. So I've ha- they're still in the bubble wrap from when they came home from the UK. So they've moved around with us a bit since we got back. Um, but Are you going to take them if, when you move again? Will you take them or will you, is this the time? I think this is the time because I only found out last week I cut um, – I've been going through a process lately of cutting some of our pictures that we have on canvas, be they artwork um, or photo ones off of the timber frames and then putting them behind glass in photo frames, just because I've found that with all the moving, I feel like the packers are quite good with frames. They'll bubble wrap stuff and put them in boxes, but with canvases, they're pretty, they seem Mm. a bit unbreakable. So they're not quite as gentle with them. And so that some of the edges were getting quite scuffed and so I've been cutting the canvases off the timber frames but a friend of mine who is an artist her she makes her poor husband make all these timber frames for her to put to stretch her canvases over so I said to her can I give you the frame without the canvas and then you if you do it in a piece of artwork that size her she was like sure her husband was like yes please we'll take (laughs) them so now I have a home for the frames I think I will cut um, the images off and I just use like a um, Stanley knife to cut the front of the canvas and I might keep the pictures 
that will kind of be step one <laughs> and I'll donate I'll give donate the frames to my friend and then maybe at some point I'll donate the act or I'll throw out the actual pictures as well but yeah or maybe a selection of them maybe keep one like your favorite or something yeah you could frame your favorite yeah like put it behind glass yeah I might end up being what I do or put it in a like a collage frame pick a couple mm. of them um something like that but so I, ha- I do have them occasionally we will have something stored if we've moved and the house we're in doesn't have the space for it or doesn't have the right space yeah. now that we're back in our own house though we're trying to be really careful so we're like okay we've got one picture which we don't know what to do with and we think we're just going to sell it because there's no right home for it in this house and this is mm. where we want to be long term so yeah it might go okay um <sighs> But yeah, so that the intention for owning them can be really tricky. And like a lot of ours, our images on our walls have got memories associated with them. So we're not big on displaying pictures of people. Sounds terrible. As in, we've got a few of our kids, but not heaps. So a lot of ours are pictures or paintings um, or images from travels we've had. Mm. So... When we see the picture, we also go, oh, do you remember when we went there? That was a great holiday, blah, 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 blah. So it's like this whole memory encased in a picture. Um, And that is part of our reason for owning them because that was kind of, they were the trinkets that we bought when we went traveling. Mm. And I I think it's the same for pictures as well. When you let go of something like that, it feels like you're letting go of the memory or you're letting go of the trigger for the memory. So that can... You know, kind of there's an added layer of complexity there. A lot of people own pieces because they're part of a collection as well. So that could be another intention for owning something. And uh, like you said, it could be a collection, even it could have be sentimental and a collection at the same time. But um, there's that. And, And a lot of my clients collect art as an investment as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of expensive art in many of my clients' homes that are, you know, true investment pieces. I mean, they love them. They don't buy them just because they're investment piece, but they buy them knowing that that there is that value to them as well as them liking the, the look of them as well. Yeah, and then you will have people that will buy art or um, hang things in their spaces simply to impress others yeah um and that's okay if that's your intention i think we all do that a little bit don't we i'm trying to think if i no maybe i don't <laughs> like i, I think it'd be something that i probably would do because i'm human but i can't think of a piece at the moment that is up specifically to impress others i think most of our stuff is sentimental yeah i think well ours is probably oh if you wanted to unpack it there's probably some of that in there too without our, some of our travel pictures they're things that we buy but then I guess it's also like this parade of oh yes we've been there we've been there um so there might be some of that in the uh intermixed with the sentimental and the memories hmm. at the end of the day you would hope that most people their reason for purchasing and hanging or holding on to art is because it brings them joy and I guess that's the thing you've got to keep asking yourself the mm. stuff that you are giving space in your house is it still Marie Kondo style bringing you joy and if it's not then maybe it's time to reassess and we'll be back to that discussion in just a moment 
If you really appreciate this podcast and get a lot from it, we would love it if you would consider becoming a Patreon supporter. This will help us keep the podcast content coming to you by covering some of our costs and importantly, keep it ad-free. You can find the Become a Patreon button on our website at www.beuncluttered.com.au. We really appreciate your support. Thank you. Right, now, back to the discussion. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. I've There are so many, with so many clients, when we go through their artwork, um, they, they'll say, Look, I, I don't like this, it's ugly, but I have to keep it. And, you know, that's a, it's a real shame that it gets to take up all of that space in your house when you don't, you know, when it doesn't actually make you feel awesome or make you feel calm or peaceful or nostalgic or all of the whatever feeling it is that it brings for you. Uh, joy is just one of the words that we could use uh, for, for a happy or for a good feeling. But there are lots of bits of pieces of artwork that just stay just because and not actually give anything back. So it's definitely worth reviewing for that, for sure. Yeah, and I think the same can be said for like uh, ceramic and sculptural pieces and stuff like that that need to be dusted or cleaned or, you know, because um, there are things, decorative items that we've had which I lose the love for because they would trap dust and I'd be like, ugh. Mm. I used to love yeah. that. Now I just, the, looking at it fills me with dread because I know I need to, you know, a bit like my mum's silver that she used to yeah. keep. She loved it when it was clean and then it would get to and a point of like, it. yeah, it needs cleaning. How much yeah. can I pay the children to clean it? Yeah. Um, and that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, for me, if it's not, it's got to be all in. I don't want to look at something and dread it. Otherwise, I'm not giving it any space in my house. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just added a dust collector to my bedroom on top of my drawers because Zoe decluttered and she got rid of a whole lot of ornaments from her bookcase and she put aside a pile for me because they were from my my childhood. Mm -hmm. And um, though there are a couple that I'm going to put away in a box and but I thought about it and I thought, well, I should actually put them out. And so I put one little, little statuette and... I, I like it because it has that, that vintage feel to it because it was from the 70s and, and I love like 60s stuff so it's sort of close to that. And the colours, I like the colours of it but to me it's just it, it's been something I have had all my life and um, and I love it and I put it up on the thing thinking, oh, like Mick won't notice. And he's walked in that night straight away and he goes, who do we have here? Do we have a new acquisition? <laughs> do we? And he like, picked her up. She's a little statue of a... Um, a little girl sitting sitting on a chair with a like a little sitting on a park bench it is with a little fawn sitting next to her and she's got like a scarf on her head she's very cute and I will have to think about that you know whether or not she she gets to stay because she might well need dusting uh, and that might bother me and and annoy me and there's a few things that have gathering up on there and they're all decorative but there might be just now one or two too many so I might need to revisit um and see if I can get rid of it I th- there's a plant up there that's dying so maybe that can make some space soon <laughs> um <laughs> it's not happy <laughs> I think I think you got to wonder too or ask yourself as well when you add stuff upon stuff and this is just isn't for your um space but for walls or any kind of display areas in your home is what attention does an item get 
if the space is overcrowded. So it's like, um, you know, I think of a big wall in our house that has one picture. So in that room, in fact, in the room, there's only two other tiny pictures on other walls. But that one big painting gets all the attention kind of thing because it's a real standout piece. I've got a friend who um, just confessed to me last week that they, her husband suggested that they check their insurance policy and make some adjustments based on the number of pieces of art they have in their house. Mm-hmm. And so she had to count and there was upwards of a hundred pieces oh, hanging wow. on her walls. And I'm like, that's crazy. But because she's got beautiful high ceilings and a really lovely kind of rail system, it works. Like It lends they, itself to that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's you can still appreciate each of the pieces because of the way they're hung and because of the lighting in that space and because of the height of the space and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes when you just keep adding and you don't take away, you kind of stop giving mm. your pieces the attention that they might deserve because they kind of get drowned out. It's sort of it's sort of like that that saying that I use for decluttering is if everything is special, nothing is special, mm-hmm. and it all just becomes a bit of a blur. Then, yeah. And if you want inspiration, going to an art gallery. Like I'm not a gallery mm. person, but when you have a look at the way that they display items, and that some things are displayed in a group, and then some places or some you know spaces have that intentional white space around things or above or below things because um it it commands attention for that piece Mm. um even the lighting can really affect how something kind of pops or fades into the background depending on where it where it is in your house and what the lighting's like there i think another thing that you could consider as well especially if you're thinking that you've got too much and you want to declutter is what you do in that space. So if you've got too many decorative items or too many pieces of art on your wall, do they distract from what that space is normally used for? So there was a study, I don't have the details, but I just remember someone telling me about it, about kids that were in highly decorated classrooms were more distracted than kids. Um, You know, when you go into some kids, especially younger, like preschool, all that kind of stuff, Mm. and there's all the artwork hanging crisscross across the room across the room you got to duck around it yeah those places stress me out (laughs) yeah well it's the same I um wanted to add a decorative duck yes it's a wooden duck and I wanted to put it on the um uh I guess it's like a tv cabinet it's just a low cabinet that sits underneath our tv that's up on the wall and my husband was like, oh, I can't stop looking at the duck. Like I'm watching the TV, but I can see this duck out <laughs> the corner the of my eyes. So, and it's funny because it's not, you know, it's not imposing. It's a lovely looking duck. But <laughs> um, the whole idea of distracting from what the purpose of that mm. space is. And I guess it's the same if you've got artwork hanging behind your computer on your wall that distracts you or maybe mm. it inspires you. So maybe it's a great space. Um, same thing for the artwork that you have in your bedroom or your kitchen or whatever. Does it, does it work for what the function of that space is? So that's something you can probably ask if you're trying to work out what to keep and what not. Mm, yeah. Uh, so what do we do then? If we, if it doesn't work for us, do we just, we declutter it? Is that what we do? Yeah, I guess we, there's a couple of options. You can decide to let something go. And like a lot of our episodes, there's some questions you can ask yourself around this. Uh, Can someone else appreciate it more than you? Um, 
give it the love that maybe it deserves or it needs. Ask yourself what you could do with the money if you sell a piece of artwork or the space. Could the money or the space be better utilised? Can you use that in a different way? Um, There's a few different places you can take artwork as well. You would have had some experience with this, Beck. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, fine art, you go to a dealer (laughs) because the the fine art fine art places uh, know what they're talking about and they know their stuff so when we're when we're disposing of art for people who downsize or for estate clearances there is a fine art dealer that we we um we have to come and have a look if we suspect or all the client has told us that there's quite a lot of value in the art we'll get them to appraise and they usually pick out the bits that the ones that they want um anything that's of lower value can would usually go to a more general auctioneer and then stuff that isn't really of any value can be donated to, to charity or um, given away or sold for a lower price on Marketplace or Gumtree. I actually once sold some art that I made myself on Gumtree and someone paid money for it. I was stoked That's really good. <laughs> that someone thought it was good enough. <laughs> um, and if you have your own artwork that you want to sell on, there's a lot of websites out there about how to do that. Mm. Um, Etsy. Yeah. And some of the places you can sell it for, you know, with commissions, without commissions, that kind of stuff. Just Google Oh, yeah, it. the good stuff, yeah. Mm. The other thing you can do if you're letting go and you feel a bit unsure about it is take a photo of the item um, either in situ on your wall or on your countertop or wherever you've got it and then – you will still have the memory. You'll still have a trigger if there was one um, with that item, but you don't need to have the keep the item anymore. The other thing you can do if you're letting stuff go is, um, especially if it's not of much uh, monetary value, but maybe there's some sentimental value there and you think, oh, I'm really struggling to get rid of it. Ask yourself if you could repurpose it. So I've seen artworks either standalone pieces or in some kind of collage under glass on coffee tables and stuff like that can be really quite decorative mm. if you've got the, the eye for it. And you can put them in places that, you know, they don't you wouldn't normally expect them to as well. So, you know, you could give yourself a nice little treat when you go to the toilet <laughs> with a nice piece of art on the back of the door or something. Uh, it doesn't have to um yeah, there's a you could possibly repurpose it. Yeah, or even almost line the back of your cupboards and things like that you can if you cut pieces off of frames um you know if they're canvas if you take them out from behind glass things like that you can you can either line them in inside of doors or backs of cupboards things like that so you might still get a glimpse but they're not you know taking up so much space on your walls Mm. And there's heaps of services out there as well now where you can get things laminated and turned into other things. And, you know, a lot of people might do this themselves. You could laminate some of your artwork, turn it into coasters um, or placemats mm. or you Put can... Put on a T-shirt. Yeah, mm. get artwork turned into puzzles and stuff like that as well, oh, which yeah. is a quite a novel idea as well. Yeah, we saw one of those the other day. We were at the retirement village and moving somebody in and I walked past one of their common areas and there was a big puzzle and a family photo mm-hmm. and um, some they'd finished it and then they put a little note on there for anyone else who was interested about, you know, the website that they got it done off and it looked really good. So that moves us perfectly into family photos because you might roll some of the family photo stuff in with the artwork, but for some people they don't consider it 
art in the traditional sense. Family photos might just be a, a different kind of area. A uh, display item, yeah. but not art, yeah. And you get some people will be, I know, Ryan's nana with her big family always had a couple of cabinets with so many frames stacked in front mm. of each other of all the kids and all the grandkids and the great-grandkids. And I guess um, if you've got the room and it's still pleasing you and you still appreciate it all, great. But if it's becoming tedious or hard to dust and maintain or you simply just don't see the photos anymore because there's so many there don't appreciate them you've got to ask yourself how many is too many Mm. my um my mother-in-law has lots of framed photos and she has she has them quite well curated and I think that's the key is to be really intentional about it and not just stack you know one in front of the other and another one comes in and just stick that on there and she actually had she sort of even had zones so there's one particular spot in the living room that is there's um the zone where there's photos of her husband and his family um because they they were both second marriages and it sort of turned into it she sort of adjusted it after he died she's adjusted it a little bit and it's now a really great little shrine to him so she's removed some of the photos that were sort of more about his family and she's made it just about him and his life and so she's got a representation uh, on that little she's just like a marble bench and then she's got the frames on it and she's got like a really broad representation of photos from you know when he was very young and and photos of him with different people and stuff like that and at work and you know with the family and it's a really intent you can see it's really intentional and it's really well curated and deliberate and I think she's done a really good job with it yeah and look there's can be little tips and tricks for keeping photos like that especially you know, like I think of kids' school photos, like most years we will send our kids' updated school photo to parents and grandparents and that kind of thing. Instead of sending them every year in a frame, just send one and get them to swap it out. So the grandparent has mm. the most recent school photo rather than the last five years of school photos or get the one where they do the shots of siblings together. So they only get mm. one rather than two, that kind of thing. And create some kind of... Um, limits and you know it might be that once you feel like you've filled the space with family photos then you apply one in one out so or or the other thing you can do is come up with a way to display them all that is still really pleasing to the eye um, but gives them all their own space like a you know you can have some gallery walls and if you use the same frames or similar frames or the same color frames even if they're not the same size uh, can look quite cohesive then and not as cluttered. Mm. We have a gallery wall and I had this, it's been up for a few years, and uh, I have had this idea that I would be sort of swapping photos out regularly and I haven't at all. <laughs> the thing is I feel like you have to give yourself permission to rotate photos because some people feel like if they take an image out of the frame it's like, they don't value that memory or they don't treasure that mm. moment or something. And it can be quite tough uh, emotionally to remove a picture from a frame. But I guess yeah. I guess if you create some kind of um, trigger, maybe it's a seasonal thing or maybe it's, um, you know, Christmas every year, you know, in the aftermath mm. of Christmas, you update the family photos. So it doesn't become about you not honouring the memory or the person it's just it's just something that you do and i guess the more you do it 
the easier it will be. It's more for me. It's more just laziness. But one of the things I was just thinking when you were talking then is that you could actually not remove it from the frame. You could just put another photo in front of it, and then you almost have like a little history behind that. And once you get about three photos behind the front one, then you can rotate them, and then you're not actually removing a photo mm. at all. Well, I like that idea. I just have to do it now. <laughs> And just get that. It's the laziness that I have to get over, not the ideas. <laughs> I'm fine with the idea. It's you just, just you need to attach it, like we always say, attach it to a different habit. So maybe it could be a Christmas thing for you mm. because you have you're yeah. quite often at home for Christmas, and it could be a mm. when you're stepping amongst the wrapping paper that's still there from two days ago. You can change your pictures out. <laughs> You just you Matt, can't get over that. I'm sure that's what you think I of dream, all day. I dream about you day. You're sitting of me sitting wrapping paper. <laughs> um, the other thing we do to rotate images is we used to have an electronic photo frame, which I thought was really cool. But my issue was I'd never updated the USB that went, so it was just the same whatever images. Um, but we have images that we use as the backgrounds on our computer and laptop and um, iPads and stuff like that. And I will change them pretty much weekly. So I will usually on a Monday say to the kids or say, you know, Sienna, give me a year. And she'll say, uh, 2010. And I'll, Maddie, give me a month, May. And I'll go back through the computer and find a photo from May 2010. And that'll oh, be the photo yeah. on the background of the computer for the week. And so we kind of see all these images that pop up from kids being young mm. and family holidays and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they change regularly and that's one way I feel like I see our photos and I use our photos without having them all on display I did that recently because a client I think it was a client that inspired me to do it or a friend I can't remember now sorry to that person if you're listening I've forgotten but what I did is I put the tv on one day and I just um I cast to I've got a got a chromecast on the tv and I just cast from my computer a gallery of uh, photos from a certain like from a long time ago and so th- people will be they'd be walking through and it was interesting because when you've got when you've got teenagers uh and yours are getting to that age but they're probably not quite there yet but you actually rarely see them because they spend 99 percent of the time in their bedrooms <laughs> and they come out and you see them briefly go from like their room to the pantry and then back to their room again and so uh, i actually found that when i put the s- this screen, this slideshow up for them, they actually stopped and hung out in the family room um, because it was like, oh, my God, look, that was when you were two and, oh, I remember that and who's that and all this discussion sort of started coming up and because, you know, my kids are older now so it was like some of the photos were 15 years old and they were laughing at the baby photos and all that and it was really, it was quite a nice, you know, family bonding activity and uh, where people end up just sort of hanging around the family room just because uh, they were watching this this um, slideshow. Yeah, and I think my, my aunt and uncle always had a huge cork board in their house so if people gave them photos, quite often they'd take them out of the frame and just pin them on the cookboard and there would be layers upon layers of photos there. But it became a real, almost a piece of artwork in itself, a very decorative item. Yeah. That was always a talking point. Mum um, and Dad had one of those too. They made a cookboard. They collected wine bottles, um, collected wine corks from wine bottles for years and then made a cookboard. Mum still got it actually. So I think, I think sometimes you just got to get creative uh, with ways to display things, ways to rotate things, and just keep asking yourself, are you seeing it? Are you loving it? Is it still adding 
to the feeling in the space. And if it's not, be okay with letting it go or finding a new use for it. So if you can relate to that, or if you've got some good suggestions for ways to rotate pictures or declutter your artwork, we would love to hear from you. Come and join us in our Facebook community, or you can find us on our socials at Insta, and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.